Yeah, but I can't hear you. And the people can't hear you either. How do you know they can't hear me? You know, the, the thing is going all the way up. So are you going to put your phone away? If you have a problem with my phone, take my phone. <laughs> all right. So how are you, James? Good. How are you? I'm doing well. Kind of somber, right? Today's a somber day. Yeah. Um, what does somber mean? You don't know what somber means? For those, for those, or the, is this the, for content? The listeners who don't know, somber means like sad, heavy, you know, gray. Exactly what it means. Yeah. Um. Maybe we'll get into that later. Should we get into it now or later? Uh. Let's get into it later. All right. Well, welcome to the This Is Thirty podcast. I'm your host, Jernique. Ladies and gentlemen, my name is James Boney. Um, thank you for tuning in. Happy Monday to all of you who are listening. Um, shout out to all of you who are in bed on your way to work. Um, it's the last Monday in August, man. Just finished having morning sex, those of you. (laughs) Yeah, shout out to y'all. Um, I feel like August went by really, really fast. It really did, yeah. Yeah, like it, this is crazy. But happy last day of the month. Um, we're coming to you with sadness because... Um, two days ago, uh, we were told that Chadwick Boseman died, um, from a long battle with cancer. Mm-hmm. Um, where were you when you heard the news? Uh, I was driving home. Mm. I was in my car. Did you hear it on the radio? No, I received a text. Oh, okay. And how did you feel? Like, I was like, damn, like. I was thinking, like, wow, he's a young guy. That sucks. Mm-hmm. And then I looked up his age. He said he was only 43. I was like, that really sucks. Right. Um, did you like, like, his films? You know, or did I, you like him as an actor? I only saw the uh, Black Panther and the Jack T. Robinson movie. So mm-hmm. I, I thought he was good. I thought he was good, you know, good actor. So it, it sucks to see to know that he's gone. Right, right. I liked him so much. Um and it's, it's very shocking, like, when somebody just passes out of nowhere. Why do you think we have such an attachment to celebrities when they die, even though we don't necessarily know them personally? Well, depending on... I think everybody might have a certain attachment based on what character they played and, like, what they could have done. Okay. So, like, you could tell, like, Chad Chadwick, he uh, he did... he He was a good... He was a role model in a sense. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's probably why it, it touches people. Right. And I feel like all the movies he did, um, they were very prolific. Like, right. they were purposeful. He right. didn't really pick, uh, you know, um, roles that were just, like, for shits and giggles. Right. Um, I was introduced to him. Shout out to everybody who watched Lincoln Heights because um, he used to play a son who came into their lives later on. Basically the father in Lincoln Heights had like a son with a previous in a previous relationship, but he didn't know. And like within, I think the third season he found out. So Chadwick Boseman was his son. Um, and that's how I found out about Chad, Chadwick Boseman. But other than that, I feel like I've seen tons of movies um, with him yesterday. When I got home, I watched black Panther again and this morning, I watched 21 Bridges again. Have you ever seen that? You should check it out. 21 Bridges? Mm-hmm. No, i never seen it. You would probably like it. Um, but yeah, I'm just overwhelmed. I'm just sad. I just feel like... I know a lot of people have been passing away this year. But some of them just, like you said, they just hurt a little bit more than others. They're just... Hmm. Um, how did Black Panther make you feel when it came out? That that's when I first started seeing like you know it, it's 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 harder to say that um, as black people we never really like found a reason to really be like united if you will mm-hmm. if it's not something that that's like negative okay but in this case with Black Panther black people were united people were wearing you know black and. You know, wearing uh, African uh, prints and all that stuff to the movies to see it. And, you know, 
people walking by each other doing the you know the the, the salute thing from Black Panther. So right. it, it kind of built like a bond from you know people not knowing each other. So that that was a good impact from what that movie did. Yeah, yeah. I think I was very in the middle. I feel like we talked about this one episode. I don't know why. But um, I was very in the middle about Black Panther because I loved, like you said, everybody's excitement about the movie and African culture. And I felt like the information that the movie brought forth um, was very telling of how Africa is represented in a media mm-hmm. um, way. Like, you know, it's a very rich nation, but America sees it as a very poor nation. Mm-hmm. Um, so I like that they had little nuances like that in the film. Um, and I also thought like the um, the the disposition that existed between like Michael B. Jordan and Chadwick Boseman really represents the Black American and uh, someone who's native of their country. Correct. Like they don't really understand or they have like different opinions. So I thought that was cool. However, I did I, it did bother me that um, so many Black Americans who reject foreign culture so much naturally or like label us as weird um we're so hype about this movie and i feel like in your day-to-day activities y'all don't really salute foreign culture foreign foods foreign things i feel like maybe it's happening more so now but in the past it was very like ha 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 you're different and then when it came to wearing a dashiki to the movie theaters, everybody was running to do it. Right. right. Um, so that's why I was a little bit torn. Um, People probably thought you could get a discount from doing that. <laughs> People wanted to take pictures. They wanted to take pictures. Um, do celebrity deaths uh, reassure things in your life? Meaning? Like when I feel like when Kobe passed, when Nipsey passed, I'm just using like the big ones. I feel like it was surrounded by this idea that we didn't know of any issues they were having mm-hmm. with people. They were very positive people trying to do good things. And then they just died out of nowhere. So when things like this happen, do you ever think, um, damn, I need to do this or I don't, I need to stop doing this. Do they? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what? It's, it's going to sound stupid, but um, Chadwick died of colon cancer. Mm-hmm. And the first thing I thought was, like, he probably ate too much bacon. I'm not eating bacon anymore. <laughs> I mean, like, there is, um, I don't, I don't want to get too personal, but I have a family member that likes to eat a lot of pork. Is colon cancer a result of bacon eating? Well, I know, like, when you eat a lot of pork. Really? It, it, it's one but of, he was a vegetarian. Well, I don't know. I don't. I never knew that. But the first thing I thought was, I need to stop eating bacon. Mm. Stop eating pork. Okay. Because, like I said, I have a family member. And I know he goes ham on ham. <laughs> and, uh... Have you ever gotten your colon checked? <laughs> I'm trying to be serious. <laughs> I'm not joking. Because I think there's, like, an age. They say once you, like build up in age that's when you should start checking it like 40s yeah but he was 30 what eight when he was diagnosed or 39 if he was living with it for four years so does it make you want to go to the doctor the question is prostate right you should check your prostate and no i have not gotten that done and i do not plan on getting it done because no more (laughs) my insurance don't cover that anyway (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh my gosh but seriously James seriously you just see somebody passing away from <laughs> somebody just passed away and like <laughs> oh we should not be laughing this this soon <laughs> um, so you you're going to be you know stubborn and not check your colon or your prostate nah I can't why they do they have to stick something up your butt I think to they check stick, your colon? I think they stick your thumb in the butt. No, they don't. I'm pretty sure. You know, <laughs> I, I think we should call Gene and ask him because I know that he's close to that. <laughs> I, he's close to that age. 
Yo, Gina's gonna beat you up. Um, but oh, I didn't know that it entails that. I know a wait, a colonoscopy is when they clean your ass, right? All right, you know what? We we should have did some research before this episode. I thought a colonoscopy is when they clear your butt and and check it. Like your your uh, your tubes, if you will. Yeah. But um, I remember as a kid. Um, my grandma, she had hers checked and I was laughing at her mm. and, uh, she just told me shut up. But yeah, I was just, it was just a funny thought. Like a doctor really put like their finger in an old woman's butt. And then like, mm. I think, I think my dad said like, they like, they checked the walls to feel if there's really? any like, yeah. So oh, I, once wow. he told me that, I was like, bro, I'll leave the walls the way they are, bro. <laughs> Cause ain't nobody gonna check no walls in my insides, bro. You feel me? So, do you think there's another way to detect if somebody has colon cancer other than the check? Like physically check with the finger? Or, I don't know, but if there is another way, let me know. But I don't know. I don't. Damn. I, I really like it. Everybody's probably gonna think I'm ignorant for it, but I just, uh, I, I guess that you are. When when I reach the age, maybe I'll mature for it, but. Right now, I'm trying to think about that. Nah, bro, I'm good, you know? I feel like his death really put a lot of things in perspective for me. I just feel like I'm an, I don't want to say I'm an oversharer, but I like to be transparent, whether it be like with my friends or with like, you know, people close to me. And I'm sure some people close to him knew, but for the, the idea that his cast didn't know, you know, while he was shooting a film for however long, they didn't know that he was uh, he was dealing with this. Um, I just feel like that's really selfless. You get what I'm saying? To like not impart your sickness on other people so that they can maybe feel bad for you or whatever the case may be. Um, and it, it reminds me to be really kind to people because everybody is going through struggles that sometimes they don't even talk about. If, if he did ask everyone that, that he shared it with to keep it on the hush. Hats off to them. Word. That is like not. You, they, people could have made any kind of money. Right. Because of a celebrity having that kind of illness and a nigga that went to TMZ and be like, yo, he's got uh, prostate cancer. You know, give me $20,000. And yeah, I, I'll show you. But the people never shared it. It was all a surprise to us. So hats off to everybody that did know. Right, who and, kept and, it. And kept it to themselves. Yeah. Those are the friends we need. I'm telling you. Um, so yeah, R.I.P. to Chad with Bozeman. I'm watching Chad movies all week um, in See, remembrance. I can't, I don't, I, I, it's, it's sad to know that, you know, he's gone, but like, I can, I can never do that kind of stuff. Do what? Oh. Like, you know, like when Kobe died, I can't go back and like, people are watching Kobe games and stuff like that. I mean, it makes you sad. It's just, I, I, I just, yeah, it does. I just, yeah. I don't know why I felt like, I think I was talking to my friend and she was like, I can't yet. She said the same thing. And I don't know why, but watching Black Panther yesterday, it just, it, I want to remember him in his light. You know what I'm saying? So it wasn't too bad for me. Um, I just want to watch everything he's in. I want to like, I feel like it's an appreciation of his art, but I do understand people not being, you know, ready or even wanting because it's like a reminder that he is not here anymore. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I feel like with every shocking uh, announcement with all the news that we get on a weekly um, or even daily basis, everybody has been like, throw 2020 away. Right. Um, what do you feel about that statement? Throw 2020 away. Yo. 2020. People have had a shitty year so far. Yes. But guess what? If you're able to live through it. Be grateful that you're able to live through it. Because there are people that wish that they did. Right. You know. Right. So I can't I can't agree with the, the, the Yeah. I mean, it'll probably be better if, you know. We get by, we get through the year, and then 2021 comes, and then everything's better. But just be happy that we're alive to see these days, you know? Because right. it, it, it could just end right now. And then you'd be like, damn, I wish I, I uh, lived out the rest of 2020. But 
I feel like the year has been a trash one. It has. Um, but I just feel like when when bad things happen, we can't um, over conceptualize those bad things. Correct. You know, yeah. waking up every day is a blessing. Um, some of us were let go from jobs, mm-hmm. and we're still maintaining, still surviving. Some people continue to have jobs and didn't have to go to work, still got paid. And I know, like, that might be hard for um, people who, like, lost actual family members in addition to all these things that are happening in, like, the celebrity world. Um, It's a bit overwhelming. Or maybe you're listening to me saying, speak for yourself. Like, this shit been hard. But I really think that you really have to look at the big picture. And Mm -hmm. um, there's a lot of blessings amidst for, you know, in 2020. As much pain, I feel like there has been blessings as well. And I feel like, you know, pain gives birth to to beautiful things. Right, right. So, um, it, it has, happens. Unless you recognize it. Right. Um, but more sad news. That's why I said it's somber. Like, this is going to be a somber episode. Um, Jacob Blake... Um, a young man who was shot by the cops uh, seven times in his back, who, uh, as reports have stated, is um, condition, right? paralyzed. Yes. I mean, he's alive. Great. Um, and I say that so sarcastically because he shouldn't even be paralyzed right now. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? We shouldn't have to be dealing with this over and over again. Um, what do you feel about that situation? Do you watch the video? I did not watch the video. Okay. I can't. It's so loud outside. Please excuse um, the gangster. Yeah, my friends are outside waiting for me. Um, yeah, I, I can't. I didn't watch the video. Okay. Are you? I I try to tune myself out from everything going on right now, man. Mm. Some things you can't get away from, which is good, but I just I can't. I can't like knowing the things I've heard about the video. I've started. I saw snippets of it, and like I just I can't. You start to think like, damn, like what if that was me or somebody I know? You know what I mean? My hardest part of understanding all of this, because me and my older sister, we actually kind of argue a lot when it comes to um, things of this nature, because she has a very different thought process than I do, mm-hmm. um, and her question is always. With the media's attention being at an all-time high, why do cops still feel so comfortable doing stuff like this? Right. And then she wonders about the intent or if these things are actually, um, I don't want to say staged, but um, are manipulated to incite or to, you know, cause outrage within us because for the love of her, she just doesn't understand how if everything is recorded and, you know, tension between races and blue lives and black lives is at a high, why cops still, still, still feel the need to act crazy on Front Street? They Right now, they just feel like, if, if you were to ask me, I, I'm just trying to think, like, how they're thinking. They're thinking that they're at a high right now they feel like they can kind of get away with it because they really haven't been made an example of true so i mean i think botham jeans killer the cop was sentenced right but but that's one of many right i mean shit like they were black <laughs> right <laughs> you know right, I mean? right. so uh for the most you know it's like all right you gamble for the most part, you lose most of the time, and you might just win. Right. So in this case, like it's the same thing. Like they're taking a gamble, and it's pretty much they feel like nothing's gonna happen to them. I'm just so tired. I'm really tired. I mean, we all are. But. Um, I just don't understand, and I'm really frustrated because I just feel like, damn, I don't have to tell you nothing about what this man was doing, and I don't care if he killed five people. Like, y'all have done less to worse people. Right. So, I don't, I'm trying to understand what the problem is. And just like, I did watch the video and just his demeanor, 
he was just not, he was non-threatening. And some people say, you know, I need to see what happened before or I need to see what led up to that. It doesn't really matter because... There's no reason for him to get shot. It's no, yeah. Exactly. And in front of his kids, um, not to mention there were other people around. Mm-hmm. So I just feel like as an officer, do they not teach you guys safety protocol? Are you supposed to open fire when they're like at least three other civilians that could possibly be hit by accident as well. Mm-hmm. Like what's up with y'all? Like what, what's going on? I honestly just don't understand. I don't, but, um, thank God we're not saying rest in peace, I guess to Jacob Blake, but, um, speedy recovery, I guess to yeah. Jacob Blake. Yeah. And I hope that there's miracles um, that can happen so that he can walk again and he's not paralyzed. But I am happy that he's um, alive. I just hate that there there's always like a martyr or there always has to be like a spokesperson for us. Why? Why? Mm. Why does he have to get paralyzed to speak for the people? You get what I'm saying? Like, it's a mess. It's, it's really a mess. Um, but this weekend, I went to Washington, D.C., how was that? Um, with the girls. We went for the 57th uh, anniversary of the March on Washington with Martin Luther King. Correct. Um, it was pretty good. It was just a lot of people there. It was tons of people. Um, so it was kind of hard to maneuver because we kind of wanted to be out the way but in the way. Um, but it was nice. There were tons of speakers. Um, we listened to a few of them. Um Martin Luther King III was there with his kids, um, Al Sharpton, um, amongst other folk. Um, but it was good. It was nice to see all those people come out. I can't lie and tell you that every time I passed a white person, I was very nervous. I had my eyes open because upon leaving New Jersey, Jacob Blake had died. Like, I mean, not died. He had been shot a few days prior. And I was thinking in my head, what the hell is about to happen out here in Washington? I think that's sad. Isn't it sad? Yeah. Um, but I was really nervous. Like, I was just like, I'm going to be on guard if I see a white person, like, with anything in their hands. Because I feel like people purposefully come to events like these to sabotage it. Yeah. yeah. Um, so we all shared our location with, like, somebody who was in New Jersey. Um, and we kept people abreast, like, with where we were and what we were doing. Um, but it was good. It was nice to see all the people. Um, and, you know, it was good. It was really good. We didn't really get to enjoy D.C., though, afterwards because the weather was pretty sucky mm. uh, Friday night. Um, but that was good. Anyway, so do you know who you're voting for in um, November yet? Uh, I'm just going to vote for Biden. Okay. See if anything changes. Okay. I mean... You don't really like him. Nah. Okay. But what do we got to lose? Right. I mean, they both suck. That was the <laughs> narrative Um, even at the March on Washington. They kept promoting, you know, please vote, please vote, please vote. Um, I want to talk about, um, I want to talk about freedom of speech because I think that freedom of speech is kind of dying. Well, maybe it's progressing, but it's also dying at the same time. There's consequences. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they cancel you in a second if you say something that's inappropriate. But yep. you also, uh, there's all social media has created this stage where any and everybody can say anything, you know, about you to you, mis- misinterpret your actions, your words. But um, do you think like legit freedom of speech still exists? No, because there's consequences. Okay, elaborate. Like the uh, if, if for instance, if, if we'll just use the police as an example, if you try to state what's on your mind to a police officer, talking back, they can take take that and uh, turn it to whatever they want, and then bang, you get shot. So you're not even allowed to talk to. Well, you, I believe that's breaking the law, though, talking to a cop crazy. Well, right, but what if you're not? 
and then they assume they take it okay because of their egos you know you just speaking up for yourself yeah like Um, you you see these videos of you're like i have i have uh i'm recording this blah blah i'm in my car i have my and then you see you see cops like put the phone away and all that but right that's considered freedom of speech right right okay you're telling them what you're doing and then there's consequences and you get choked out i get you um I don't know what's up with the neighborhood today, but, but like, let me it's, call my boys. it's very, very loud. It's killing me. Um, but I, I feel like when the reason I asked you this question is because I feel like mainstream media silences Republican voices. Mm-hmm. And, um, I like your example though. Cause I wasn't even thinking that way. Um, but I, I'm, I'm scared for us because I feel like. Um, of course, if you do not want Trump to be in office, Biden is the option right now. And he's not the greatest option, but he is the option. Mm -hmm. Um, however, I am afraid that our silence or continual silence of Republican voices will only, uh, land the black people back to, the traditional state of them, 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 them. You know what I'm saying? I mean, Democrats, when I say them. Oh. Um, or su- blindly supporting Democrats. You know what I'm saying? Right. I think our eyes are, of course, much more open than ever before. But I just want us to live in a world where... Um, is there a way you can be a Republican and not support Trump's presidency? What's the other one besides Republican and um, uh, Democrat? There's, there's, I don't know. I think it's independent. Independent, yeah. That's pretty much what it is. But, but I'm trying to say, are there people who are Republican who can say, you know what? I don't really care about Trump. I don't like the guy. You know there what I'm saying? Like that, though. I don't like the guy. But the Republican policies that that um that that exist within his um, endorsement are far more better than the Democratic policies. You get what I'm saying? No. Hmm. Okay. (laughs) My point is that if you are not a people person and you are more of a policy person, there are some people that are so dedicated to policy that they do not agree with the, 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 the placement of Joe Biden in the White House. No matter how much they don't like Trump or they think he's not fit to be a president. He has the right policy. He has the policies they agree with. Right. I don't think that in this state anybody is allowing those voices to be heard because I feel like people feel like if you support, in a time like this, if you support Republican policy, you're supporting supporting Trump, Trump, which... Of course, that is what it is, but I just want us to have like a stage where people who do support Republican policy can be able to engage and talk about that mm-hmm. while denouncing Trump if that's what they need to do, but still saying, you know what, these policies are going to hurt you on the other side. So then after that, we could make a logical decision i'm also voting for biden but i'm voting for biden based on people things Mm -hmm. that's what i am i think that trump handled this pandemic poorly i think that he's a bigot i don't think he should be president however when i sit down and think i'm just not sure if that's important enough when it really comes to the real issues of this country our pockets and other things of that nature the owner of Walmart is a bigot. I go there every week. Mm-hmm. Like, it, so I'm not I'm not trying to excuse, uh, you know, voting for Trump. That's not what I'm doing. I'm just trying to say how do we how do we get to a place where both sides can be heard? And if you're on the side of Trump or on the side that represents him, um, you can still be heard without like supporting him. I don't know if I sound silly. But it makes sense after that analogy. Um, um, I'm just going to stick with the uh, the Biden with the answer of being independent. Oh, 
if we were strong enough, I feel like, you know, to, to do that, I think we could, but we're not yet. Right. We're not there yet. Um, to, you know, completely knock the vote off and just vote for the random person yeah. who is um, on the independent slide. But we can't do that. So I'm not going to tell you who to vote for. That's one thing I'm not going to do. At this, at this point, you really can't. Right. I'm, <laughs> I know who I'm voting for and I know why, but I'm not going to tell you who to vote for. I think that everybody should do their research. I think that everybody should analyze things for themselves and I think that they should pick the best candidate based on their values and their ideas. I think that's my issue, too. I just feel like nobody ever says that either. It's like when when anybody is encouraging you to vote these days, it's like we got to get Trump out of office. Right. And I think that more so than getting Trump out of office, we also need to practice educating ourselves on the dynamics that constitute you know, a, a, that make up a presidential candidate. Right. Like, and the policies they support and things of that nature because, you know, it is what it is, though. Um, and I speak for myself as well. I need to educate myself much more so that I could really have things to say um, versus just concepts to throw around. Um, what else do you want to talk about, James? Uh. What do you have on your mind? What do I have on my mind? I am turning 34 this week. Yeah, happy birthday. We should wish we, as in me and my house, um, should wish James a happy birthday now. I just want to I just want to mention that uh I went on a rant. I explained to everybody that my birthday is September 2nd. And earlier... Wait, your birthday September... See, look, she did it again. Oh, so it, why look, did you let me do that? I didn't let you do that. I told you you're an oh asshole. Oh, my God. I told you you're a big I jerk. was not even trying to be funny. Yeah, but it doesn't matter. Oh, really. you're first. So you're see, first in the lineup. See, this is what I... I went on this big rant, and you thought she was paying attention. And then this girl's going to talk about, your birthday's on Thursday, isn't it? <laughs> no, no, I was that is JHJ's birthday. Damn it. <laughs> Just what I said I didn't want. And oh, look at I'm sorry. So, James' birthday is um, Wednesday. Wednesday, September 2nd. And I did confuse it. I thought he was the third. Um, and I apologize for that. But I'm so excited for your birthday. What are you, what are you going to do? It doesn't matter. You don't know when my birthday is. Like, uh, just get over it. How does it feel to almost be in the 40-year-old range? It doesn't matter to me. Really? I just, I, just uh, I was thinking about it. I was like, damn, man. Maybe I should start having kids or something. I think you should. I think you should. All right. You know what? Give me like three more years and I'll, then I'll, yeah. We'll so 37, happen. you think you'll be coming? Shout out to Gene. <laughs> At 37, you think you'll be, you'll yeah, be Yeah, because I'm, I'm not just going to go have a baby. I got I to gotta find someone that I can have a baby with. And you have not found somebody you can have a baby with yet. That was a statement. Thank you. I'm, but I'm asking that you. That was a statement. Oh, okay. That's you don't got to get smart with me? No, you you want to tell me about my life. Um, so, Ladies and gentlemen, my name is James Boney. Um, any plans for your 34th birthday in a pandemic? Uh, I would share it, but I don't need y'all knowing my business. You heard? <laughs> <laughs> you heard? Um, but yeah, if you listening to the This Is 30 podcast, please wish James a happy birthday on September 2nd. Not the Not third. to be confused with September 3rd. Which is JHJ's birthday. Yes. Shout out to my boy. And yes, happy birthday to Jacques as well. His birthday is September 3rd. Um, do not, do not say happy belated birthday to me. I do not want it. I do not need it. <laughs> this is, this, this is, I will not tell you again. Do not say it. If you don't say happy birthday to me, it's fine. Just forget about it. Let it go. I go 364 days without you saying happy birthday to me. I can live that one day without you saying it. Uh, I'm going to tell you happy belated birthday. I'm going to tell you, you happy birthday not, and I'm going to say happy belated. You will not do such a thing. Because um, I will say bad things to you in Haitian no, Creole. And I'm going to ask my friends to translate. Okay. What you think this okay. is? <laughs> um, They're going to be like, damn. <laughs> um, do, you, do you feel like at 34... You're where you need to be. 
Ooh, this is a throwback question. Mm-hmm. No, I'm not. Because, like I said, like... What are you missing? Other than being a daddy. <laughs> like, what is it that you want? I'm trying to, I'm trying to, you know, dig deep, pause. Um, and like, like a colonoscopy? Yes, I'm trying to, to, <laughs> to check your walls and see what's going on mentally with you. And the pause is because he's so deep in thought right now, guys. Um, he's thinking about his life thus far. Are you content? I'm good. Okay. I don't. I don't have any worries. You know. But you want more. I mean, it always. It will always. Do you think we'll always want more? I think so. That's why I'm like, yeah. That's why it's hard for me to answer your question. I don't know. I don't know if we'll. I feel like, of course, technically, we'll always want more. However. I think like um I think that you could be in a state where you're like, you know, I got what I need. I can't use my mother as an example because my mother is one of the most satisfied people ever. Okay. Growing up in Haiti, she didn't have much but she didn't have uh she wasn't like less fortunate if you will. Mhm. You know, like I was told, one of my uncles, he he started dating my aunt when he was 17 and she was 14. And he would say that whenever he was hungry, he knew he could stop by my mom and grandma's house. He knew he could find a meal there. Mm-hmm. So my mom always had a bedroom. My, my aunt, I mean my grandmother, she had, a, she had a pretty big house in Haiti and had a lot of rooms, but she had... Two of her sister's kids and two of her sisters living in the house, too. Mm-hmm. So my mom shared a room with two of her sisters and maybe a cousin because there were so many people in the house. But my mom is the type of person, she's good. Like, she's like, dude, it could be worse. Right. And I, where I'm going at with this is my dad, on the other hand, I'm sure my dad still thinks at this age of 69, he's like... He got a lot to do. There could still be more. Mm. And he's 69. I mean, okay. So I don't think like anybody will ever just say like, damn, like even, even, even if you have all the riches or whatever it is, like, I think there's something more that I can do. Of course. So right. I just, it's, it's hard for me to answer that question. Okay. Even at 31, I feel like if, if I had like, if I was married and had a kid right now, I would feel like I'm good. Mm-hmm. That's what will make me feel like I'm good. Um, if you were to ask me that question, um, and if I didn't, then I would be like, you know, I'm not there yet. Mm. But even though, like, even though if I was married and had a kid, of course I would still have dreams and aspirations and other things. But I would feel a little bit full circleish. I feel like if you if you did have a if you were married and had kids, I feel like your goals would be set more towards what you would like for your kids. Okay. Right. I feel like that's how the whole thought process transitions to. But um, like I said, with, as far as me, I don't know how to answer the question because, yeah, I could I could have a kid and I could have a wife and all that stuff. But then there's going to be like, all right, that's not enough. I, will there ever be a time where I just I'm not thinking about what the next move is? Nah. Nah. So. But you're just happy to see 34. I'm happy to see 34. There was, there was a time in my life, man. There was a time in my life. I'm not gonna, it wasn't too long ago where I was like, damn, I'm a little broke. But now I ain't broke. <laughs> I ain't broke, man. So your money's up? I mean, I'm, I'm not going to sit here and act like, you know, but I when I say Let broke. Let me borrow something. When I say broke, I was broke. Let me borrow something. And it was just like, Why you know, are you ignoring my question? No, because I don't got, I don't I don't do loans. Okay, so you said a few years ago. A few years ago, yeah, it was like trying to figure everything out, you know, graduating college and stuff, and you're like trying to figure out like what the right job is and all that stuff, mm-hmm. and like what the right money maker is, and it was just like I just didn't know, I was broke, but you know after not I think that's another thing like I think if you think about things too much, you probably won't be setting yourself up. For success. Yeah. But if you if you know things, you should just go with it. If that makes any sense. 
I'm trying to understand. Like, I never knew I was so good with my hands. Okay. I mean, I did. I had an idea, but mm-hmm. I just never knew, like, miracles mm-hmm. that you make. Like, right. I do things with my hands, and I, pe- I see people smile. And it's like, damn, like, you were wasting your time being broke. Right. This could this you didn't have or you should have never been broke. Was that because of pride or was it because of just lack of knowledge? Lack of knowledge, I would say both. I would okay. make sure both. Because like you you think about you think about like what you when you were a kid, what you wanted to be and all that stuff, mm-hmm. and it's like, you know, I never saw myself as a blue collar worker. Right, right. But now I'm like, blue collar workers are the ones getting it, man. No, for real, for like, real. Like, you mm-hmm. know, fuck being in the office. Right. Nah, I, I, wait, I was wasting my time, bro. If I knew what I knew now. You would have started a long time ago. I'll give, I, I was dating this girl. I was dating this girl. And she was caught up, if you will, between me and her ex-boyfriend. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what is so special about this ex-boyfriend of yours? Because she was thinking about going back to him. Mm-hmm. And she's like, I know I'll have that security. She's like, you tell me that. And then this was when I was younger. And I was, and I, was I thought I was doing good. Mm-hmm. But she's like, you tell me that you make X amount of money. But how long will you be making? What if something happens or you just lose that job? What are you going to do next? I'm like, hey, nothing's gonna happen to me. And like if I if I really wanted to, nothing was gonna happen. And I'm like, what does he do that makes you feel so secure? And she's like, he's a um I forgot the exact title. And I was like, Oh, so basically he's a cable guy. And she's like, Yeah. And I'm like, <laughs> the hell you t- why are you talking to me about this guy? Mm. You know what I mean? And he's a cable guy. But little do I little did I know. It was a trade that he does. It wasn't exactly a cable guy, but, you know, he does, like, technical work. Mm. And she said to me, she's like, yo, we got to get you into some kind of trade. And I'm like, dude, like, what are you talking about? Some blue-collar work? No, that's not me. But I wish... You wanted the desk job. I wanted the desk job. I wanted to have the, the earpiece on and, like, <laughs> and walk by somebody's desk walk by somebody and be like, leave that on my desk. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's what I saw myself. And I'm like, dude, like, if I, if I had... If she... I'm not saying this in a regretful way, but if she elaborated on how to do things a little better and, you know, cleared the light for me a little bit, that would have changed my whole life right now. Right. Especially if it wasn't like an internal competition type thing. Right. Mm -hmm. Like, I love playing with electricity. Had I known, I would have gone to Lincoln Tech instead of King. Right. You know what I mean? And I saved a whole lot more money. But... I mean, you live and you learn. But. I feel like this is everything you're saying is the epitome of a birthday. Right. I feel like uh, critically thinking about things in your life um, and being grateful for your progress and ways in which you could have, you know, mm-hmm. done things differently. Um, I think that that's what a birthday is all about. Yep. And you, you can't focus on, like you said, the negative or the things that you don't have. But just be grateful for the position you're in now. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I think that's big. And I feel like um, I mentioned pride earlier. And I know, like, for me, I want a part-time job right now. And I remember a time where, like, I'm trying to be less prideful because I want to work somewhere where people don't see me, right. like, often. But I'm literally getting to the place where I do not care. Um, I don't care work? if I work at a CVS. Um, I... Because I just, I know how my life can be changed with a part-time job. You have to start somewhere, yeah. Right. And um, I just, I just, I have free time. I have so much free time. I have, um, I I want to be Mm -hmm. debt-free, at least consumer debt-free for now. Um, And I know that I could really change my life and live a comfortable life, more even comfortable than now, um, if I had a second job. And I'm really trying to let go of that pride so I could just get it done. Um, but you saying all you said, I don't know. It just helped me just now. You really know. should. Like at this point, it don't matter how old you are. If you're if you're under thirty and you're listening to this, don't worry about what anybody thinks of you. Just go ahead and get it. Because at the end of the day, there are people at Home Depot right. who start off making eleven dollars an hour. My favorite number 12, but guess what? They'll tell you stories all the time of how they started off the bottom of the bottom in retail 
And then the general, the general managers of the stores and, you know, regional managers. Right. So, like, it's, better, I, it's better than nothing. Our experiences create opportunities as well. I feel like you don't even know how, how, you don't even realize how often your two worlds connect. Right. Um, and it happens all the time. Even when I used to, I would be go back to doing pharmacy technician, but my license is expired and I have to renew it. Um, but there were so many times when like I was still a teacher assistant and I was a pharmacy tech and certain things would just blend like me knowing about certain medications when certain, some, something was happening with the kids, um, and things of that nature. So, I mean, every paths connect basically. Let me ask Um, you a question. What does it, what does it take for you to get your license renewed? I have to pay like probably almost $300. Ladies and gentlemen, my name is James Boney. And today, if you're listening, we're going to start a GoFundMe for Jamie. <laughs> nah, for real, cash at me. It's dollar sign G-E-R-N-I-Q-U-E. Seriously. Um, so that I could get my, so I could reinstate my pharmacy tech license. Because I honestly wouldn't mind doing that. Seriously. Um, like, listen, you, you know, you donate, you give that $5 to, you know, Jernique, uh-huh. and then God will bless you in, in ways. And then you'll look at 20, 20 in different ways. I don't want to pay it. It's like I have, I understand. I have, I, I, I have the money. I just don't want to pay it. Yeah, um, I, I right get it. It's like, it's like a bad bill. But yeah, look, if you I, get, how many is that, 60 friends? You get 60 yeah, friends. 60 it, cash at me $5. 60 friends. I'm not going to do it because, you know. <laughs> the I, road I, to debt free is here. I'm going to be a follower. I want to see if people start doing it first. But listen, <laughs> every, if you're listening right now, Gene, I know you're going to cash out for $5. <laughs> I, I know Gene's going to do it. So once you once you send me that text and show me that Gene sent it, I'll send my, I'll send my $5. I might, uh, I might send six. But <laughs> let's, um, let's all do it. But yeah, like I really wanna. I just we. I got so much free time. I just wanna. I wanna. I wanna live and let live. Like, and I. I sometimes I get a little caught up though because I don't want money to be my world. You know what I'm saying? You make the money. The money don't make you. Right. I don't want to become overconsumed, but I just feel like life is so free. Like, there's a freedom when you have an excess amount of money Mm -hmm. like there i don't know like i don't ever want like i said i don't want to be engulfed or overwhelmed or let the money make me but when you have an excess of funds and you not when a when some car trouble is not like taking you completely off your plan Mm -hmm. you know or a surprise bill or something like that and i just want that freedom especially with i don't got no kids i don't have no kids i don't have a man right now so now is better than yeah. um, any time to, you know, activate those things. And I do like after school work. Um, so anything extra you do in my district, you get paid for. But I find that I don't really do away with that money like I should because mm. I feel like it's, I don't know. I'll I be looking at it all like my paycheck, um, like one paycheck. Um, but yeah. So happy birthday. Happy birthday. Thank you. Thank you for joining my birthday TED Talk. One one last thing I want to say is I was uh I was taking like these classes for um IT mm-hmm. and uh, the instructor used to always say to me, James, put yourself ahead. My man, shut up. I'll do it when it's due. Mm. But now that I, I just I'm gonna say to everybody listening, if you can put yourself ahead. If if there are ways of you doing it. Put yourself ahead. Mm. Ladies and gentlemen, my name is James Bowman. Let me snap to that. Put yourself ahead. You know, I want to talk about, I also want to talk about my birthday. Um, I celebrated. Shout out to DJ OK and DJ Vit and whoever was involved in throwing that wonderful uh, Kai party on Saturday. But Shout I, out to OK, shout out to Vit. I got a bone to pick with your friends. My friends? Your friends. Uh, who? Who? Well, just friend. Okay. Geraldine. What happened? She's going to talk about why didn't you invite me to your VIP? <laughs> Listen, I would have invited Joanna, but since you were with Joanna, I couldn't invite you. Because the other day you were talking crazy to me when we were on live when I told you that women who get taken out to eat um, what's the thing I said? They eat, they're getting eaten out. They're getting eaten out. Oh my gosh. You, you were making fun of me and you think I'm going to invite you to my VIP? Uh-uh. Nope. 
You and who else made fun of me? Uh, uh, Jessica, Jessica Lewis. Yeah, you made fun of me. But if it was Perlene, if it was Joanna, I would invite y'all because y'all didn't say nothing about me in front of my back. In front of your back. Yeah. <laughs> um, but so you enjoyed yourself at that party? I did, and I think everybody else did too. I'm happy. I'm so happy. Yeah. Um, if you were there, I would invite you. I know. Yeah. I would have been in your VIP. Yeah. <laughs> um, but not not Geraldine because she makes fun of me too much. I don't like it. Um, but yeah, so shout out to y'all for having fun. Are you going to the pool party this weekend? Nah. You have plans? No. So why aren't you going? Come on, go. Because my birthday's going to be over. Yeah, but still, come and celebrate. Nah. Be like the cool kids who are not getting in the pool. Nah. Because all the cool kids never get in the pool. Nah. Alright. Um, well that's it for our show today. Um, once again, RIP to Chadwick Bozeman, um, speedy recovery to Mr. Jacob Blake and last, but certainly not least happy birthday to Mr. James Boney, which is when September 2nd is his birthday. Please wish him a happy birthday. Um, usually when I have to wish people a happy birthday, um, there's this Jay-Z verse that I love. And if I have my phone, I will play it for you. But it's basically in a song called um, American Dreaming. Have you ever heard that song? No. It's on the American Gangster soundtrack. No. But it's like, um, how sick am I? I wish you health. I wish you wealth. I wish you in sight so you can see for yourself. And I feel like okay, those... <laughs> I feel like those three lines are like the most important lines for you know anybody that's really all you need wealth health and insight so you can see for yourself so thank you for listening to the this is 30 podcast remember to tell a friend 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 to tell that friend and their other friend their cousin their mama to listen to the this is 30 podcast i really want to do another live podcast but i don't know how or when man i don't want to do no live podcast that's just ass um okay that's good to know. Just kidding. September 3rd is when I'll be wishing James a happy birthday. And um, we're out. <laughs> All right. Be well, guys. 